Hi there, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. Now, before I introduce today's topic, I wanted to remind you all that we have a shop. There are tons of awesome music therapy and wellness-based products on there for you to check out. So therapists, parents, and educators alike, visit musictherapyandbeyond.com shop. Now, today's segment is the music segment for the month of July. And July 31st happens to be Uncommon Instrument Awareness Day. Who knew, right? So today, I'm going to talk about why and how to use uncommon instruments in your music therapy sessions with ideas to get you thinking creatively. Let's get to it. So as you all know by now, we serve a lot of school-aged kiddos here at Giving Song. And one question that I have gotten multiple times is, do you have any weird instruments? Usually this is coming from a place of curiosity and wanting to explore our closets or boredom with the usual drums, rhythm sticks, and piano. Just as an example, no hate to those instruments. Now, music therapists out there, do you ever get bored when you're session planning? If we're not careful and we start to get in ruts or stop thinking deeply about evidence-based choices in therapy sessions, we may find ourselves reaching for the same songs and the same instruments time and time again. And this isn't really helpful to our clients or our therapeutic minds. It can also lead to, or be because of, burnout. Now, repetition and familiarity in sessions has a time and a place. Well, really many times in many places. But it needs to be purposeful, not haphazard or out of trying to cut corners by digging into that good old bag of tricks. So, let's think outside the box here. Now, defining what an uncommon or unusual or weird instrument is depends entirely on any person's exposure to various instruments, their culture, their musical interest, etc. One of my most favorite uncommon instruments that I've ever seen was called a hurdy-gurdy that someone had bought from overseas. This actually reminds me, my best new discovery on Spotify is a daily 30-second podcast called Music Fun Facts, and they have a fun fact about the hurdy-gurdy. So I'll link you to that podcast and episode to kind of buff up your musical facts. That's just a bonus for today's episode. But thinking about this question, do you have any weird instruments? If you feel like you can answer, yes, then let's consider an evidence-based and therapeutic approach to when bringing in novelty or uncommon instruments would be appropriate. I personally feel that there are lots of occasions for this, so I'm excited to share some of my ideas. Now, as with any intervention, we always start with why. What is the goal? What is the purpose of any instrument in a session? And how will that help our participant reach their goal and help them be successful? If your goal is something like choice making, musical engagement, gross motor movement, increasing alertness, motivation, or turn taking, novelty instruments can increase attention span and interest from clients, allow them autonomy in making choices, increase engagement by switching things up in sessions, and 
As a bonus, make it fun for you as a therapist to get creative with different ways to play and use instruments in your sessions. One example, uh, the first example of how I've used uncommon instruments was with a client who was working on joint attention. I was also assessing what sounds they liked and their musical interests. Ergo, a song I made up called the Silly Sound Song, and it goes like this. I hear a silly sound, I hear a silly sound. I hear a silly sound, I hear a silly sound. What's that I hear? And this is the part in the pause where you can cue them to make a choice. Acknowledge the name of an instrument, and then you can acknowledge how they play the silly sound. And then cue more playing with, it sounds like their turn. It sounds like your turn. It sounds like a silly sound. hear a silly sound I hear a silly sound and that's where they would get to make another choice and go through um, all the choices or you could even cue different ways to play the instrument we play it up high and down low we play it soft and play it slow go back to more choices I hear a silly sound and so on and so forth until you have accomplished your goal for the intervention or made it through all the choices I also want to make sure that I say that with new instruments and especially uncommon ones potential for harm is always something to consider Always be assessing your participants' responses to sensory considerations and think about how you can adapt this new experience for them to be immediately successful. In most cases, a hurdy-gurdy is probably not appropriate. But in the cancer support group that I was helping facilitate, when that participant brought in theirs to share with everyone in the group, it was totally appropriate. Now, another way to use an uncommon instrument in a session is to target sustained attention. Let your participant choose a silly or uncommon instrument that they're interested in playing, and then choose a song that is relevant or preferred, assigning the instrument to a word or musical cue in that song. Every time they hear that word, that's when they play. This can also be done with social stories to make it more engaging or even for direction following if the words or the lyrics have cues like loud or soft, high or low, fast or slow. I love the creative challenge of writing a functional song that can include the instrument name and really hone in on those musical cues with dynamics, melody, musical directions, kind of like the ones I just mentioned. Now, this can also be done without lyrics and improvisational music. If you're a neurologic music therapist, you could utilize the MACT protocol this way. Now, if we're talking about groups, one idea is to compose an uncommon orchestra. Give everyone a rhythm part in an arrangement of a preferred song and let the clients choose the parts that they want. 
You could pre-create the visuals for rhythms for each instrument. And this could also just turn into a jam. Everyone gets to learn a simple part for a few minutes, then they pass the instrument on to the next person. This would be a huge collaborative, group cohesion, and impulse control intervention that you could specifically design for your participants. You could also introduce this as a fun musical exploration activity to get people interested in music and play musical chairs, so to speak. When the music stops, you stop. Set down the instrument and move to the next chair or pass it in a certain direction. This would also be addressing group cohesion, engagement, turn-taking, and impulse control. And as a bonus, you could be assessing musical instrument preferences of clients. Now, if you only have maybe a few uncommon instruments or feel that it may be intimidating for clients who don't want to play them, introduce them into the rotation as the intervention goes on once people are more comfortable and are starting to buy into the whole music therapy group thing. This is also totally customizable to the skills and needs level of your participants. Also age, this could be done and adapted for any age group and really any number of participants. The last idea that I have is find song names with uncommon instruments in them or songs that highlight the uncommon instrument and have clients listen and match the song to the instrument sound or picture or the actual instrument. This could be a choice-making activity with as little as two or however many options that you want or an auditory attention intervention. This could also be done for adaptive instrument lessons and educating clients on the history of an instrument, for example. I have quickly shared five intervention ideas with hundreds of potential ways to mix it up to meet your client's therapeutic needs. Novel instruments are such a fun way to explore and stay interested and switch it up from the daily instruments that we often tote around. Maybe you want to explore adding one silly instrument to your inventory, or maybe you have an idea on how to bring in weird instruments when you're asked. We would love to hear about it, so DM us, comment on Facebook or Instagram, or send us an email to tell us how you're celebrating Uncommon Instrument Awareness Day. Until next time. For show notes and resources in today's episode and all episodes, head to our website, musictherapyandbeyond.com. Reach out to us at musictherapyandbeyond at gmail.com and follow us on social media to stay up to date on all the content and announcements. We'll see you next time. Thank you.